Hello and welcome to episode three of the Nicole Cutie podcast. Thank you for coming and listening today. It's amazing to bring you episode three and honestly from episode two I've had the best sort of feedback that I could possibly have had and it just has given me so much confidence to keep going and to prepare lots more content and research and just be a part of this NQT bubble that I find myself on Twitter um, responding to people finding out lots of information and it's just a great place to be I think it can be really really positive and I'm kind of trying to ignore all the negativity surrounding NQTs in September so let's keep that going let's keep the positivity and thank you to every single person out there who has listened to the episode episode two so should I say um has done really really well episode one was just a little introduction to me so that one's not really that important but thank you so much to everyone who's listened and is listening today yet um the last episode was about nqt um applications and how to get those really really good so that you get an interview so today's episode is all about those interviews um nqt interviews I, pre- I think are a little bit different um, as an NQT myself I can't really completely make that decision and say yes they are completely different or they're not but for me I think they're quite similar in that we are still going for teaching jobs it's just our first teaching job so we do have less experience but we bring lots of positives to the table too so that's what I'm kind of going to discuss today and I really hope that you find it useful and helpful and you take my advice forward um, and you're really successful because obviously that's what we want to be. We want to get those jobs, we want to be working hard and that's what NQTs are. We're hardworking, we're lovely people and we want to do our best and if anyone's telling you otherwise, ignore them because they're not being helpful. Okay, so let's get into the episode. Okay, so to start off the episode, I'm just going to describe kind of my own experience, what I've been through, and and I will drip in lots of tips and ideas throughout to kind of just highlight what I've done, what I've seen, what I've witnessed, what I've been a part of, and hopefully that will kind of give you some ideas as to where you want to go and what you want to take from that. So not all of this will be relevant to you. But I hope that having some sort of first-hand experience and sharing that with you will be a little bit valuable to you. So my first interview as um, for an NQT role um, was an early years role and it was at a really good school um, not too far away from me. So I kind of really wanted the job but I was unsure and it was one of those applications where you kind of prepare for it but your heart's not in it and you're not completely dead set that this is the right place for you so as I discussed in my last episode kind of have that conversation with yourself as is this a school for me do I want to work there and for me I was kind of convincing myself that I wanted to work there rather than reading up on the school and thinking about the school and thinking yes this is my place so I was a little bit unsure so have that in mind when you like listen to this part of my episode because it kind of comes through, but the interview was, was on Teams, so it was virtual, it wasn't face-to-face, so it was quite easy for me to kind of 
put a smile on, sit through it and kind of be really positive. Um, I'm quite positive with when things go wrong anyway, but for this interview, it took me about half an hour to connect to the right people because I'd never used Teams before and they'd said that they would give me a test run the day before and that didn't happen. So I was really nervous and I was a little bit unsure as to why it wasn't working and it took me so long to figure out why it wasn't working. I had to completely restart my computer. I used my other computer which is new and doesn't do half the things that my old laptop does. So I was really stressing out by by this and it just didn't help the beginning of the interview. I was like, they're not going to employ me now. I can't even use Google Teams. Um, and it just didn't give me very much faith. But they said that I dealt well with it. So I kind of just nodded and smiled and just kept going because it, it was virtual. So I feel like the pressure was off a little bit. I think if I was there, it would have gone completely differently because um, I wouldn't have relied on technology. But yeah, it was it was okay. Like the interview itself went fine, and as I say, for for an interview, my main advice is prepare, prepare, prepare. I can't even say that quickly. Just prepare, basically. Use use all of the website that you can. Read up everything that you can, and you should have done that for your job application anyway. So, have that um, with you, especially if you are doing a virtual um, job interview, because. You've got all your desk, really, to hide notes on, hide prompts, and that's definitely what I did. I had a cheat sheet that I created, and I wrote down loads of words to describe myself, loads of words to describe the school. I wrote down loads of keywords to do with the EYFS framework and curriculum and things like that to just jog my memory. And to be honest, I used it about three or four times throughout the interview, and that really, really helped me. So long story short, I didn't get the job at that school, even though looking back, it, it is a brilliant school. And if they would have accepted, if they would have um, offered me the job, I would have accepted it. But um, in my notes, I've kind of been re reviewing like how I felt on the day. And on the day, I was thinking like, it's like a chain, like somebody has to leave for you to like take their job. And for this one, it was that was even more like part of it because they said to me that um there was kind of two of us that kind of got down to the final two and the other person had more experience and I was like yeah that's fine like as I said like my heart wasn't in it as much as it should have been um which probably didn't do many favors but you know everything happens for a reason so yes going back to that point of the chain I think that um, what they said to me was on the day was that somebody else in the team in the EYFS team had a um, job of uh, can't speak had a job interview somewhere else so if that other person got the job they would like to offer it to me so there would be somebody leaving the team and then I would join the team sort of thing in addition to the job um, interview that I was going for that day so there was like three positions that were kind of up in the air in that um, team so yeah as as I say like it is like a chain like you've got to wait for somebody to leave you've got to wait for your like right place it's it's like buying a house like you can't you can't get a house that somebody's already in and if they fit really well in the team then they're not going to leave and you kind of have to wait for somebody to leave and you kind of have to join that team knowing that you're a really valuable place and like you 
you'll bring a really good um yeah you'll you'll bring like value to the team should I say um so yeah that's that's kind of what happened with my first interview but I I left there feeling quite positive um I remember getting um the phone call and kind of coming back into my bedroom like having left my partner like in here and I was like I'm just gonna go and take it somewhere else so I like I think I went into the bathroom to take the phone call and it, it was a very quick phone call but I, she kind of explained everything to me and I was like yeah that's that's fine that makes sense like it's meant to be like I my heart wasn't in it um it would have been great but I I think it was kind of like oh it's my first interview like I don't know I can't really describe that feeling but it it's almost like I just know it wasn't meant to be so it, it didn't upset me in a way it kind of just made me feel like you know what, the right school will want me as much as I want them. And that kind of has happened for me, as I'll discuss in a few minutes. But um, yeah, don't don't feel like you're going to get your first interview. And for anybody else, it probably won't happen for, for like a couple of interviews. I know so many people who have, who have gone for so many interviews and they just haven't found the right school until one day, like a school will pop up and you will love them and they will love you and it will just fit like a jigsaw and you'll just think yeah this is this is what's meant to be and I'm so excited for September so don't get bogged down in that and don't think about the numbers and don't think about the numbers of applications. So my next interview was for another EYFS role and instead of it being virtual it was face to face so I was really happy about that I got to go to the school I got to um kind of meet all the leadership team um but I didn't actually have a look around the school or anything it was just in like a little office at the reception of the school so that was one thing I was kind of like please can I look around and they were like no <laughs> I was like oh okay I'm gonna have to make a decision whether I like this school without seeing any classrooms but that's okay that's not your fault that's not my fault let's go so <laughs> it was um it was a very very quick interview and it was nice and relaxed and calm but it, it did last for about 25 minutes which kind of worried me a bit when I left but as I said before like I'd done so much research like with all the other jobs I'd applied for that this one was was kind of like the rest and that I kind of had prepared and I was confident enough in my ability that that I'd prepared enough should I say that um, I shouldn't be overly panicked or worried when I got there. So I, I kind of was quite calm when I sat down and answered all the questions that I needed to. But some of them were a little bit um, not to be expected and were quite, um, what's the word, like quite brash and quite um, almost like, a, not I want to say alarming, but, but not quite alarming. I mean, like unexpected in that they were quite detailed um but what you really need to think about is um when you answer all of these tricky conversations and have have that kind of um dialogue with with the interviewer when they're asking you that question make sure that whatever you say you have the school in mind so you you might kind of say what you've done in the past but what they want to hear is what you've done and how that can be changed or adapted or relate to the school in the future. So if you think that you've answered the question honestly, that's great. But have a have a good think. Like, are they going to 
understand what I've said and kind of take that on board and, and are they going to value that in regards to their school or is what you said completely different for what they do and are you still going to fit in with their morals and their ethics sort of thing so really set the scene for them and make it explicit that you will fit in with their ethos so for me I kind of made sure that I had researched enough that I could kind of name drop and mention information that they hadn't really asked me and that might sound like I'm kind of going off track with the questions and it kind of is but it's it's like my own it was my own sort of way of showing off and knowing that like I'd researched so much that I could answer anything and kind of say anything they wanted to and kind of saying that now out loud makes me feel a bit arrogant but it it was it wasn't like that it was more like yes I've done this in the past this is what I'd like to do in the future um oh and I've not mentioned this this would also be really good it was just just kind of that super informal but yes giving giving lots of information and kind of asking them the questions and making sure that you've got everything you wanted to out of the interview as much as they got everything out of it and kind of going along with that as well like for me I wanted to mention things like phonics because my um, degree specifically is early years Um, it was PGCE primary early years but my undergrad is also early childhood studies so I could talk about things like phonics and talk about phonics schemes that I'd used but I could also mention that I'd used Read Write Ink like the school do and I could kind of mention that to my advantage and say that I've used this one and I've used a different one but highlight why I like the one that they used. So I really I really took it on board and um, used it to my own advantage which was great. And I must say like I, I really did spend a long time researching this particular school because um, well mainly because I really really wanted to get this job like this was the job that I if you'd have told me in 12 months time like I'd be going for this job alone and get an interview there I would have been super happy so it was it was just one of those schools you you know the one you've probably got schools in your head of like if you could get a job in any school where would it be and it was one of those schools and it ticked every single box um like I said in one of the previous episodes, like I don't drive, so I either rely on public transport to help me get to school, which I've done for lots of different schools because I worked for an agency, so I've, I've gone all over the city, but I either have to use public transport or walk, um, and this school is kind of on like the, oh, I could get public transport or I could walk kind of area of town. So I've been I've been walking there, um, since I got the job I didn't really mention that but um, yeah I think I walked there on the interview day and I thought yeah I could I could walk here and back every day and that was another thing that kind of got in my head like yes I want this job um, yeah so when they called me they kind of said like oh you've not been successful for the EYFS role and I was like oh okay like I've not got the job you know you kind of get that oh I've not got the job sort of emotion but in her like next sentence it was but we would like to offer you a job in key stage one and I thought wow that's amazing okay and in the interview 
they had said, if you're not successful for the EYFS role, would you like to be considered for a key stage one role, which is a 0.8 contract um, starting in September? And in the interview, I remember being like, wow, yes, please. Like I was not overly, overly like enthusiastic, but I was like, yeah, like of course I would. Like that sounds brilliant. And looking back now, part of me was like, I think that job would be better suited for me. Like I didn't say that of course in the interview, but like in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, that does sound like a good option, you know? (laughs) So I got that job and that's what they offered me on the phone. And of course I accepted it there and then because like I've said before, amazing score, amazing role, exactly what I was looking for, prime location for me, etc, etc. So yes, um, that's kind of how I got my first role as my NQT job starting in September. And it's it's really good for me actually because my um, background is, uh, well, I don't know if, that's, um, if I can describe it as my background. My experience is mainly in Key Stage 1 specifically in year two being a teaching assistant and getting children through stats and kind of that upper key stage one sort of area so year one is slightly new to me but I have been a lot in key stage one and I think that probably gave me an advantage over some of my peers because I know a lot of the people who were applying um two of which were my friends actually um they've they've come straight from education they've not had like I have a a couple of years in the classroom and particularly in key stage one classrooms so I think that might have given me the edge slightly um over that like early years um straight from degree um NQTs but not to say that that's a bad thing you know you're so young and fresh and energetic and just just really good and ready for the job so don't take that in in a bad way I'm just saying that that gave me a slight edge I'm not saying that um if you are an NQT coming straight from education that that's a bad thing you're definitely ready so yeah take take that as you can and just just really prepare as much as you can and what I didn't kind of go into whilst I was rambling on then was like the questions that I prepared so I'll try and find the questions that I prepared myself um, with myself that was actually shared by somebody else on Twitter. Um, I got a list of questions from somebody. Uh, hopefully I'll find who they are and share that on Twitter or Instagram with you. But somebody shared with us on Twitter a list of questions that were like interview questions, like created, I, I can't remember if it, they were specifically created by somebody interviewing NQTs or somebody who had had an interview as an NQT or something like that but they were specific NQT questions that were like really really like nitty-gritty and interesting and for for me like having a read through possible questions and writing my own answers out I felt like it really got me in the mind frame like the mindset of like right, okay, this is what we're going to be talking about today. And I I prepared like a few days in advance and then like almost like space practice, I would go back and review what I'd said and made sure that, yeah, that was still my answer sort of thing and like refreshed my mind of like 
yep, this is what I'm going to talk about and this is what they could ask me. And I made sure that my answers were solid. Like if they were to ask me this question on assessment for learning, I kind of already had like in my mind what I would say, even though I didn't know the specific question. So the, the questions could change and obviously they did. They weren't exactly the same on my interviews, but I kind of had that in the back of my mind anyway. So I was I was very prepared and I would completely recommend doing that as well. I know it's a lot of time, but I, I would have spent probably six hours reading up on the website, creating my own answers, um, creating those little sheets. I made one of those for the face-to-face -face interview as well as the interactive one, just so that I could have it in my mind. Like I took a lot with me as well. Like I, I took like um, a print out of everything that they'd asked for and things like that, even though they didn't need it, but I kind of wanted it on my person just to give me that sort of like confidence of you've prepared, you know what you're going to say, it's in your bag, you can be nice and calm. If if you need to ask the question again or if, if you need to say, sorry, can you repeat the question? Like that is absolutely fine. Like they are preparing to meet nervous people today. They're not prepared to meet somebody who knows everything. They know that you're going to have gaps and they know that you're going to want to learn and I think that's what NQTs need to kind of like have in the back of their mind that, yes, you're qualified, but you're ready as much as you can be until you get into that classroom. So don't feel like you're unprepared because we all kind of are unprepared. Even I think teachers who have been teaching for a couple of years will will have that sort of, oh, what about that sort of feeling? But we're, we're all learning, we're all getting better. And I think as long as we support each other and we find schools that are kind and supportive then there's nothing really to worry about because we are going to make mistakes and I, I certainly make mistakes like <laughs> I have done in the classroom before in the past I've said the wrong thing or taught the wrong method or there's there's loads of little things that will go wrong but in the grand scheme of things they don't matter um coming away from that as well I would say that um what I wore had like an impact on me um, and I've got an episode coming up um, I think it will probably be the next episode actually thinking about the order um, of when my episodes come out I think what I had on um, helped me to feel confident and capable and all the right things when I was sat there answering their questions and I in my episode about female teacher clothes um hopefully I'll do a male one as well but particularly with the with your clothes and what you wear it is so personal to you and I think that makes it all the different that you have to kind of have on what makes you feel confident and you feel comfortable it's not about whether they would wear it or if somebody else has worn it like it's all well and good that you've seen that piece of clothing or in Zara or a new look or in a shop but it's how it feels on your body and for me in interviews specifically like I always wear something that makes me feel like a boss almost like when I put it on I want to feel happy and I don't I don't go for comfort 
And that might sound a bit strange, but it gives me that sort of like mentality of, no, I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here to be relaxed. And that might sound a bit strange, but I, I kind of want to put on that persona of, yeah, this is my interview outfit. And obviously they're all different because I've gone for lots of different jobs in the past, but I kind of put on an outfit and I think I'm here to do this and to get this job sort of thing. So make sure it is obviously school appropriate, but it wouldn't be an outfit that I would wear in the classroom, to be honest, because it was quite a, um, it was like a knee length, um, quite tight skirt and a blazer and a black top underneath it. So, um, yeah, it would, it would never be something I would wear in a key stage one classroom, maybe like up a key stage two, but it's not, it wouldn't have been practical in a key stage one classroom. It probably wouldn't have been very comfortable. And I was quite warm as well because I walk quite fast. But yeah, I just I just think that you need to put something on that brings out the best in yourself and kind of gives you that confidence to feel just, well, just confident really in, in your abilities. And, and I can't pinpoint that to like certain items of clothing for everyone because that will be different for all different body types and shapes and sizes and and things like that and I I don't want to kind of enforce that on everyone and say oh this is the best outfit ever because it it probably wasn't even the best outfit I own but it 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 did its Mm -hmm. job for me on that day so yeah find that outfit for you and when you put it on make sure you feel happy and confident and you're not fiddling with it as well because you don't want something that is going to move all over your body even though you are going to be sat still for most of the interview and you won't actually be well I don't know actually you might be at this point when this interview comes out um but you probably won't be walking around the school should I say but you'll probably be sat down but make sure that it's comfortable enough that you're not having to pull up um straps or outfit changes and things like that like has it got some sort of tie at the front is it going to come undone are you going to be thinking oh is my is my top half of my chest slightly exposed or anything like that you kind of just just want to be able to sit happily and comfortable enough that it does the job and with that kind of point in mind like I wouldn't wear anything that made me feel like too overly confident or too relaxed in the classroom I kind of want that middle ground in the classroom itself not not in interviews but in the classroom because I don't want to feel like I'm in my pajamas and that might be different for other teachers like that might be your version of confident like when you are really comfortable but for me comfortable Nicole is quite like laid back and lazy I want to feel like I've got this outfit on and it's helping me be myself and be teacher Nicole who is and I said my second name then which is um somebody who's you know professional and confident and welcoming and things like that when I'm at home in my pajamas I'm a completely different person so I personally you might be different but I personally quite like to feel quite professional and it it kind of makes you sit up straight when you've got a really nice outfit on so yeah that's kind of my teacher outfit um kind of advice for interviews but as I say I've got a I've got a um, episode coming out, um, it should be this week, maybe next week, on female teaching clothes and it's got really nice specifics, I've got lots of um, screenshots 
and descriptions of clothes that I've found um, both in the sale and on websites and now the shops are opening there are lots and lots of places where females can get their lovely teacher clothes from. So my main advice from these um, this interview of in, I can't even speak from this episode of interview tips I would kind of say that apply for the roles and get those interviews at places that you know you want to work at make sure it's right for you and right for them and if that comes um, if that comes about for you if you find that halfway through the interview and you know in your heart that you don't want to work there um, be honest and you can say that you, you are allowed actually in an interview to say I'm really sorry I'm really happy that you've given me the opportunity to be here but I'm going to hold my hands up and say I'm sorry this isn't the role for me and they will be happy that you've said that in the interview or maybe even at the end of the interview because it will make their life easier and they will not give a role to somebody who doesn't want it and who will you know when you get offered the role if you turn it down then chances are they've already told some other people that they haven't got the role so be really honest and that includes with yourself also make sure that you wear something that makes you feel happy and confident and well just yourself because remember you want to be honest with them and you want to tell them all the great things that you've done and you want to be comfortable in your own abilities and for me that comes through in what I wear and my body language and my personality are all affected by that so show up on the day with your best self and that includes preparing so spend that time before the interview when you get told you've got an interview prepare 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 I said that better the second time Make sure that you know what the school does. Make sure you know those policies. Make sure you read up on the school. And if you decide you don't want to go to the interview, you don't want to have that interview, maybe it's online, maybe it's face-to-face, let them know. And I would also like to add that you can take with you things that you might need. They might not say that you're able to have out notes during a face-to-face interview, but if you've read them and if you've got them with you, it will kind of be in the back of your mind and you will be a lot more happy and confident to answer their questions because you kind of know what they're going to say. And if you've done that really good preparation of getting those lists of questions and writing your own notes, that, that will help you lead on to other questions. If they ask you a question that you've not prepared for, Maybe you can link it back to a different question and add something else that you've not already added. And hopefully that will show your willingness to make links and um, think on your feet and all those really good qualities that teachers need to have. So that's the end of episode Mm -hmm. three. Um, My phone's just started going off. I'm really sorry. I've tried to keep it that to a minimum, but I, I can't stop it. It won't let me record and be on airplane mode, which is so annoying. But here we are. Um, Thank you so much for listening to episode three. Episode four, as I say, should be out at the end of this week. Hopefully like Friday, maybe Friday, Saturday time. But I'm so grateful to everyone who's listened. I'm sorry if it's a little bit rambly this one, but I have so many notes and I have so many things that I could say about interviews. So I've tried to keep it concise. Um, But if you have any more questions, send me a DM or a tweet 
on Twitter. My handle is at Nicole QT Podcast. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. So send me any sort of information. Maybe you want me to share something. Maybe you want me to talk about something. That is absolutely fine. I'm so open to some help with this because we're all learning. We're all NQTs or teachers and nobody's perfect. So I just want to end um, the episode today with a quote that I found. And I, I found this one quite a while ago. And I, I like to write out quotes and have them on post-it notes around my desk and my area. And I used to have them all up on my mirror until I had so many that I kind of, it, I, it got really distracting. Okay, so this is the quote. Do what you have to until you can do what you want to. And I think that's so, oh, that just, it's fabulous. Do what you have to until you can do what you want to. So do all of those hours and hours preparing for interviews, filling out those forms, making sure you've spelt checked, making sure you're prepared. Because when you do all of those horrible things, they will lead to some of the best times and you will get those jobs and you will be successful. But It just takes a lot of hard work. So do what you've got to do and one day you will get that job and you will be so happy. I promise you it'll all be worth it. So I will see you for the next episode. Have a great day. Bye.